You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so Be'ezer Sashem, I apologize for my voice, I'm just a little bit under the weather, but um, the Ramchal, the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Latzato describes in Adir Bamarom that it's okay to look at the distinction between living in Gan Eden and living outside of Gan Eden as the distinction between enoughness and lack. That the state of being in Gan Eden or the state of a Gan Eden mindset is a sense of enoughness. It's a sense of having what I need. It's not a state of scarcity. It's a state of surplus, in fact, where there's more than enough. I have what to draw upon. I'm able to look at my circumstances as being fully present. And being outside of Gan Eden, being outside of the garden, is a state of scarcity. It's a state of jealousy. Because the direct manifestation of a sense of scarcity is jealousy. When there's not enough, then when somebody else has, then the implication is that it's taking away from me. And I can't take from the other person in spite of the fact that I wish I could. So I remain jealous and upset as if that negative energy of the mind is a way that I'm going to take what is theirs and bring it into myself. So the sense of scarcity, the sense of there not being enough, the sense of needing to search and to toil, the klala of that with the sweat of your brow, you're going to find sustenance in this world. All of that is rooted in a sense of scarcity, of deficiency, not a lack that is rooted in the very essence of the self, as we've discussed so often, but a lack that is that I don't have enough. I had and I lost, or I have and I'm going to lose and I need more and more. And while the capital expression of this in terms of feeling that one has enough commodity to survive in this world, enough money, enough goods, enough food, enough in the bank, enough enough that I can lay back on. So that ability to be calm in the self and to feel that I have enough gives way to an undying thirst, an undying craving, so to speak, for that thing, that capital, that object, that thing that is going to finally finally satisfy me and tell me that I have enough. But what we come to find is that the distinction between enoughness and scarcity and not having enough is not one that's rooted in a quantifiable sense. It's not one that's rooted in a qualitative sense either. But rather, it's rooted in the very distinction between being in Gan Eden and being outside of Gan Eden. Being outside of Gan Eden, and we'll start with this as an entry point to experience where we find ourselves because we live outside of Gan Eden. But to be outside of Gan Eden means to feel that what I have is not going to last and therefore I have to hurry and I have to run and I have to chase and I have to be as quick and speedy as possible because if I'm a second too late, then I'm going to miss out. 
and they're going to get it. And even though that sense of missing out does not affect me in the here and now, the anxiety of their mind can extrapolate infinitely. And we assume that at some future point, that lack, that deficiency, that thing that I don't have right now, is going to come and harm me. It's going to create an irreparable wound that I can't break free of. <clears throat> and this sense of scarcity drives us from moment to moment, hour to hour, day to day, certainly, to look at the world with eyes of hunger, with eyes of greed, with eyes of constriction, where the other person is simply an opponent to my capacity to find that secret island of enoughness. And we come home at the end of our days and we take a, an accounting of ourselves. And this is true both spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, practically, financially. On every level, a person is struggling to feel when they put their head down on the pillow at night that today was enough. Today was good. And we always feel what we didn't do or what we could have done or what was going to be. And it's this very mindset, which is a natural outgrowth of being kicked out of Gan Eden, which in truth is the very thing that keeps us from entering back into Gan Eden. Because the experience of a Gan Eden state of mind is the ability to say, die, there's enough. There's enough here. What I have is what I need. What I need is what I have. And obviously we're not speaking about the purely objective space where there are certain requirements and basic necessities that a human being needs and able to function, a hierarchy of needs. And Kohlsman, that those basic functioning hierarchies are not met, then the question of inner sense of contentment versus hunger is insignificant. So we're talking more in an abstract spiritual sense of the matter. But the sense of die, the sense of enoughness is the recognition that I don't need anything else in order to find that point within myself to be okay with who I am in this moment. I don't need to find something external to rely upon, to feed me, to try and fill that craving that I have. Because in truth, the craving that I have is rooted in the only possible thing which can possibly give me comfort and satisfaction from that craving which is the part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that expresses itself through me. That the reason that a person walks around in this world as if they don't have enough is because by MS, nothing is enough. The only thing that's truly enough is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As the mushal from Chazal tells us that there's a princess who marries a villageman, and this village person tries with all of his might to give of himself in every level, to give of the delicacies of what he can provide to give his best self in the most earnest way possible. And the princess remains dissatisfied and the princess remains stuck in her craving and her dissatisfaction. And Chazal point out that don't think that her dissatisfaction is because she's not being satisfied on a quantitative or even a qualitative level. He's giving everything he can. We give everything we can to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to our neshama. But at the end of the day, it's just simply a different reality. The pleasures, the benefits, the light that a person can offer the neshama in this world is simply never going to be enough to satisfy that notion that all we want is to be mistavik takadish baruchu. And so Gan Eden is not a state of not having any sense of a lack. It's recognizing that the very craving for Hakadish Baruch Hu that I have is going to be satisfied when I embrace that craving that exists within myself that I desire more of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore I'm not necessarily going to be satisfied fully. 
And in that recognition, then we have the ability to learn to say, this is enough right now. It's enough right now. What the other has doesn't matter. What the other does doesn't matter. What it appears that the other is experiencing doesn't matter. My only job with relationship to other people is to be the best that I can to them and to ensure that I don't cause them any pain. And to allow myself to continue to try and forge significant relationships with those that I choose to and to not be jealous about other people. First and foremost, we learn to let go of the eyes of jealousy and that ayin ra that looks at what another person has as if we need it. And every second that they have it, they're taking it from me. This is an element of, of die, of enoughness, of realizing that I am enough, that I don't have to do anything to prove my value to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't have to validate my existence. I am enough because I exist here right now. Chazal describe these two polarities of experience when it comes to describing the name of Shakai, Shin Dalid Yud, which is rooted in the idea that it's enough. So Chazal offered two interpretations of the word Shakai means, Shin Dalid Yud. On the one hand, Shakai means that the world was expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding. A perception of there is never enough, there's no limit, there's no stopping point. It's an endlessness of things that drives a hunger and a desire to capture more and more because if there's such a quantitative growth and other people have so much, then why shouldn't I try and have so much? And it expands and it expands and it expands and it expands the person's point of contact with themselves to the point that we find ourselves in Pizor Nefesh and Bilbul Hadas, confusion of the mind, no longer even knowing what it is that we want anymore but just this endless yearning for things that are perpetually expanding within the horizon of my mind, which leaves a person fundamentally dissatisfied unless it is rooted directly and properly in the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But this sense that the world is mispashet and everything is expanding is so overwhelming that Hashem had to say to the world, die, it's enough, stop. There has to be a limit. There has to be a limit. Things can't be infinite. Because otherwise the human appetite to be elsewhere and to feel something else and to have more and to capture more would be endless as well. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to his world, die. Hashem offers us the medicine for this peace or nefesh that is consistently and constantly searching for more outside of itself. But then Chazal, they don't only describe the, the symptoms, they don't only describe the condition, they also offer us a cure. And the other way that Chazal described the word Shakai, Shaddai, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that there's enough godliness for each and every person. Over here, it's the second gesture of enoughness. It's a return back to Gan Eden. Not only don't you have to chase outside of Gan Eden anymore, but you can learn to live in Gan Eden. How? By realizing that there's enough of me for everybody. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not dissipate when others have a grasp of him. There is a perpetual amount available because it is the truest expression of infinitude. And not only that, but each and every person has their own chilek of it. And each and every person's chilek is a kol. It's everything. And that there's enough. What the other person has does not detract ever from what I have. Never. It has nothing to do with me. It's another universe. It's another vision. It's got nothing to do with me, as the Ibn Ezra says, by the Asar Sadibras, by Losachmod. How can I be commanded, how can I be commanded not to desire that which is somebody else's? It's an emotion. Zakta Ibn Ezra, 
that it's not it's not learning to tame your emotion. It's realizing that it's not mine. If I don't have it, it's not mine. It has nothing to do with me. And it doesn't take away from what I have. Die, there's enough. Hashem, you're here with me. I can begin to look at other people with eyes of Savior Panam Yafos. Not being afraid, not being jealous, not being territorial, not feeling that they're doing what I should be doing. And if only this, if only that. But rather, there's enough right here, right now. And how do we tap into this? How do we tap into this mindset? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us a mitzvah of mezuzah. That reminder that we affix at the liminal points of entry and exit, where we enter inside from the outside and when we exit outside from the inside. The doorposts of our lives, those moments of forgetfulness, as the tzaddikim of Ishbitz and Radzin say. Hashem affixes for us a mezuzah that comes from the language of zuz, of commodities, that are perpetually moving away from one person to the next. Nobody owns anything. It's not theirs, it's not ours, it's not his, it's not hers. It's nobody's, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's. And what that creates in the mind is this perpetual desire to, to zuz, to move from here to there, zuz, zuz. To move, thinking that that's going to satisfy me. Thinking that that's where I'm going to find the sipo kanefesh that I need. And that the entry and exit points where we encounter this mindset of the zuzness, the busyness and the movingness and the instability and transiency and imbalance of all things where we need to run and rush and, and collect and hoard and hold on to. And to keep those, those ideologies of self in the back of our mind in case I need to assert myself later on. And to hold this resentment in the hopes that it will equalize the playing field with the other person. We need silence from that. And the mezuzah reminds us. It says, Shakai, be still, be still, be still. There's no, there's no hunger, there's no anger, there's no lack. Be still. And when a person puts their hand on the mezuzah and they look at that shlish ha'elyo and that point of vision that is still within vision, but it points to that which is beyond my vision. I put my hand on that mezuzah and I think to myself, when I walk into this room right here, right now, wherever I'm coming from or wherever I am going to, to take a minute by thinking about the mezuzah, to think about the name Shakai, to, to try and even envision the letters, Shin, Dalid, Yud, to tap into that place of enoughness and to say, whatever I find in this room, this room of my life, whatever I find in there, it is enough. I have enough. I am enough. It is enough. They are enough. When I enter into this place, this Kodesh HaKadashim of my home, after a long day of being busy, and I put the phone down and I put everything down. The mindset needs to be, they are enough. It is enough. The children are enough. The love is enough. The home is enough. The food is enough. It's all enough. Because the enoughness, once we're no longer talking about the fundamental necessities of survival, where again, we said the Torah doesn't touch there. That's Sakana. But over here, Kolzman that a person has something, it's enough. This is the secret of Rabbi Nachman's story, the Chacham and the Tam. It's enough. It's all enough. And to close the eyes and to imagine in whatever way a person can, shin, dalid, yud, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us a mitzvah to affix a mezuzah, and that the mindset should be when I walk into this room, whatever I need is here. It's enough. I don't need to look elsewhere. And this is the ultimate secret of the fact that the only satisfaction a person is going to have is the one that emerges from within their encounter with the chelak eloi kaimimal within. 
the truest element of the self where even though I know I can never be enough because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only thing that is capital E enough, nevertheless, that's okay. And Sameach Bechelko, when I uncover the secret that the part is equal to the whole as the Torah Chacham teaches us, and in truth, the part is everything, and that when I feel that it's not enough in the highest sense of it, that's specifically how I tap into it being enough. But the fact that the answer to the question very often lives within the self, and when there's a need to move beyond the self, it's very often to come to find that the answer still remains in the self. That after Eov, after Eov is going through all of his suffering, the book of Eov, which is such a painful book, but in Panimiya Satora, in Hasidus and Kabbalah becomes a source text of so many of the fundamental ideas we build ourselves upon. And after the, the attempt to satisfy the pain and to live in the pain, the unthinkability of the suffering and the answerability to the suffering, after all is said and done, out of frustration, they stand up and they say, Ah, it turns out that in truth there is a spirit of God that moves within man. And their understanding is in truth the breath of godliness as identified with the shame, Shin Yud, that exists within them. Meaning to say that the very questioning of our own hearts, the very contemplation of our own minds is in fact the, the movement, the murmuring of Nishmat Shakai Tavinem, of the fact that Hashem has given me what I need in this circumstance to feel that I'm enough, to be okay in this moment. And when a person feels Beseder in that moment, when a person feels that enoughness, we can begin to understand why in Aleinu L'Shabayach, there's so many names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's so many higher names. But this name, Shakai, which points to the essentiality, the fundamental foundation of all things, the Evan Hashasiya, the Rekia, the Iker, the Yisod, that stands at the heart of all things. Why this name? And we begin to understand that what we need in our lives so desperately is the ability to feel okay. To feel enough in this moment, to feel that I am enough, they are enough, it is enough, we are enough. And in the coming of Mashiach and the personal arrival of Mashiach that takes place any moment of a person's life that they so choose to open the door and to put their hand on that mezuzah and to tap into that sense of enoughness. So then we begin to understand the Malchut Shakai, that we should live in a place of enoughness, we should live in a place where our sense of enoughness doesn't terrify us that, oh no, I'm going to be too okay. And that we realize the secret that when I'm okay, I still have to continue to try and feel even more okay. And that there's never going to be a time where you just sits idly by. Our minds are too active. They move too quickly. We have to learn to utilize the mezuzah, shin, dalid, yud. To think even for a second to, to find that secret of enoughness in our lives, Bezrus Hashem. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.